BJ, Lindsay, we're having so many um, phone calls lately, and maybe even people dropping in. They've they've ordered a camper. They're excited. They've been waiting longer than expected. And our line is we're still waiting for units to arrive. And then we contact manufacturers, and their line is we're still waiting for parts to arrive. What do you say we give a call out to some of the manufacturers and just see what things they're actually waiting on to put their campers together? I think that's a great idea. You know, we, uh, we're we constantly telling customers, well, we think it's close, but we don't know exactly what's happening. Sounds like a, a bad answer, but it sounds you know bad. what? Let's see why we can't get better answers. It's better than making something up, right? That's yeah. that's true, but, you know, may, maybe not. I don't know at some point. Yeah. Well, I think everybody is in the same boat of tired of waiting, so... Um, Understandably. Yeah. Let's see what's happening in the industry because things yeah, get are to the bottom definitely of it. Yeah. a little up in the air. Let's phone some friends. And while we're at it, our phones may need a recharge. And I know that in my trailer, I would like to do that quietly efficiently maybe solar or lithium ion in which case i would reach out to go power because they make complete systems go power makes the lithium ion battery they make the solar panels they make the converters and they make every single component that makes it work seamlessly so if you have any questions on what you need to make your rv life off-grid capable go power is your answer I encourage you to check out GoPower. That is at gpelectric.com. Check them out because they can help you find out the exact size, system, and components you might need. So if you need one thing or the whole thing, gpelectric.com to make your system just a thing of beauty. It's almost plug and play. Welcome to RV Small Talk, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and things that go along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Lindsay. I'm PJ. And I'm Clint. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'd like to put out there, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, what no matter which podcast player you use, please do subscribe. If you scroll on down, usually you can find an area where you can leave a review. You can rate the podcast. And that really actually helps us to reach more people. I don't know how the algorithm works, but it, it does. More people who it's interact, true. they rate and review. Then the algorithm says, let's show more people. So help us out. Plus, we just love the comments. We'd like to hear what you've got to say. Uh, give us some guidance. Thanks so much. If you're looking for show notes, check out rvsmalltalk.com. That's where we put the show notes in the most recent episodes and maybe a thumbnail that Clint just whips up out of thin air. They're We're so beautiful. You're doing great. Yes. And yes. if you want a little bit more of a community feel, we actually have a community group on Facebook where you guys can talk together as a community. You can share pictures, ideas. Ask questions. Ask questions. Give us ideas of what you want to hear on the podcast. Uh, it's just a really great place to... I love when people share photos of where they are. Yes. A rate campsite so that yeah. other people know mm-hmm. where to go and where to avoid. Yeah. It's a great place, so hop on over to Facebook and check out the RV Small Talk community page. Enough with all the business. Let's dive right in. Before we start prank calling some of these manufacturers and representatives. Oh, they just love that when we do yeah. it, don't they? Before we <laughs> they start. They see PJ on their phone. Uh, I know. Like, oh, but they no. answer, okay? We're, we're going to use my phone for the ones who are trying to avoid us. It's going to okay. be great. <laughs> Okay, so before we call them up, how about we uh, how about we address this one question that's been rolling around in my mind? These past few months have been 
crazy with the number of cells. But do you feel like we are about at the brink where it's going to start to slow down, taper off, or even fall off? Are cells going to slow down at the dealership? Oh, gosh, I wish I had a crystal ball and I could actually It'd be easier to prepare, say, right? But, you know, what was happening. But, but the reality is it's, you know, it's going to slow down eventually, right? Because <laughs> if it goes right. up, it's got to come down. So the idea is like when, and I know here at the dealership, we almost had a slope a little bit of maybe less people coming in and talking about buying units. But then it just picked up again, and now we're crazy again. So I don't even know. And it's so hard because we don't have our full lot of items to show. In fact, we have hardly anything we can show. We have like 12 available trailers right now. Trying so. to sell things. Yeah, yeah. That to, people can't see. Yeah, it's a crazy It's really time. hard. Yeah. Who yep. wants to buy something that they can't see? But they're still doing Apparently it. Apparently a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> they're still doing it. You know, because there's know. no other choice. Yes. Yes. For most manufacturers, my guess is that it's going to be six months to a year before they're going to actually catch up to where they're used to being, where they can ship units reasonably quickly, which it to us means like four to six weeks. But uh, they're so far out right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be six months to a year before this business feels normal again. And what that means I don't know. But, yeah, uh, that could mean that's how it feels. a few things. That could mean that it goes back to normal that it was, or we get used to what we are, we're living now. So it feels normal because we have normalized <laughs> or somewhere in between. Well, we have kind of normalized to this crazy pace. I don't like it. But yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just don't know how to get off the merry-go-round, you know? And uh, so, so I'm probably not supposed to say this as somebody who works for a dealership, no. but... Wouldn't, I mean, isn't the general thought to be if you're buying a unit now, wouldn't you want to wait six months to a year? Isn't that a better time to buy a trailer? Because then everything will chill out and you won't have to wait as long. And maybe there'll be like a flood of units, uh, dealerships that then they can't sell. I've been seeing articles about it and other podcasts. I don't know. What are you? About all the used ones coming back after well, people about, don't want like, them? like, don't buy a trailer right now because well, everybody's short. Wait until everything chills out and then everybody will have trailers. You'll get a better price. You won't have to wait. Well, everybody, I, the manufacturers will work out all their problems. I don't know. I, well, I would take a little issue with that because what we're seeing now Ooh, fight, is... Fight. Well, and, and here's what <laughs> we're seeing. One. Ding. Ding. <laughs> I, I, is that is that parts are jumping. Parts have jumped like 30% in a lot of areas because of the shortages. Are they going to drop back down? I don't know. I don't know that they'll drop yeah. back down. Historically, that has not happened. And if it does, I don't think it will be in the next year. Right. Which means manufacturers are going to start having to jump in with price increases. And once that happens, when was the last time a manufacturer had a price decrease? Mm. Anybody? Mm. Anybody? When's Anybody? the last time anything had a decreased price decrease. in price? price. <laughs> so I, I, I would say if there's something that you want next spring and you know it now, yeah. get on the list. Get on the list. Not to mention, yeah, maybe you won't have to wait as long. You can just make a decision, give them your money and have your trailer right away and not have that waiting time. Uh, but that's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed because we have no idea what it's going to look like. And think of the camping that you're missing. Yeah. Like, 
between when you could get your trailer and, you know, just waiting for everything to calm down. Yeah. That's what I always think of. It's we like, think, how many trips did I miss? Yeah. We, we think these manufacturers will be somewhat caught up to being able to have their normal schedule and capacity in the next six, eight, 10 months. But we don't know that. Yeah. They may still be six, eight, 10 months out at that point. Well, that's all good questions to ask when they call when we call them. And, you know, another question we can ask them is what they think it's going to look like in six months, yeah. because hopefully they have some idea or at least mm-hmm. a little a different idea the, than us. Yeah, they yeah. may just completely we're disagree just with us. We're all guessing. I mean, let's face it. We're all guessing. So did we answer that question? Do we feel yeah. like we're at the brink of a slowdown? I do not think we're at the brink of a slowdown. I think that the winter will slow down some Relative to what it always does. But it won't catch up. We will not catch up this winter. There is no way with what we've got in the hopper that we can catch up. Okay, bonus question, because every time we hit that new year, I mean, right at January 1st, we're we're talking our first, maybe second big show. Mm -hmm. What if dealerships simply do not have enough products to take to a show? Good question. We won't decide until next month if we're doing our show in February. Um, and even then, things could change. Then, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's all a guess. We don't know. It's, we don't know. We may not be allowed to gather at a big well, show. I don't know. I heard there was a big like online show. Do you think maybe that's the future of RV shows? I wish I online? had paid attention and maybe uh, seen what that even looked like. It, it, I looked. I, I saw commercials for it, but I didn't watch the actual thing. I wonder how how that played out how engaging it was or i don't know anybody out there see that well i think there's a whole lot of of new ideas that are going to be fostered mm-hmm. yeah but with all this time yeah. manufacturers are like making new things yeah they're all drawing yeah. on napkins and stuff <laughs> yeah because there's there's no what <laughs> what? <laughs> what this is making my new, new things origami trailer <laughs> on napkins <laughs> <laughs> but well you know they're all trying to think of how to do this we're all kind of navigating new territory but i do think business will move more towards online oh yeah and, and this is just pushed us forward a few years i think that's right it just jump-started what was already happening yeah so i don't know maybe rv shows will look different too what do you guys think oh what i can't do, wait we should for hold them in a circus vir- tent. virtual reality where yeah. where there's enough headsets out there where people are touring trailers for i don't know eventually people are just going to be traveling virtually and it's not going to make any sense at all this is sad Let's talk no, about something I, I'm, else. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you, if like teleportation was real and you could just like close your eyes, snap your fingers and be anywhere in the world, travel trailers would still exist. Yeah. Well, I, you know, virtual nature surely is not the Doesn't same. Doesn't smell the same. Well, I don't know. It's it's just, smell you know. vision is an old technology though. <laughs> what? <sighs> Where are we? Smell-o-vision. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but like. Look it up. <laughs> But if if you but smell okay wait if wait, you wait. make up the smell scent vision and you make vision up, is seeing no, so how do you smell oh vision yeah oh, look it's it up oh. I didn't name okay. it so if we artificially create Willy Wonka the visuals and the smell and and if you could reach out and like touch something that felt like a plant and you could like, hear you. crickets then like <laughs> it's still not enough it's true. Sweet Caroline. God bless bum, Clint. Bum, bum. <laughs> now I have it stuck in my head. It's better than the Paw Patrol theme song. I, I tell you what, you guys can digress better than anybody I know. Yes. Anybody We're I know. We're so far out of the room right now. I know. What it's do you awesome. call a pack of squirrels? I mean. A squ- bunch of squirrels? A bunch of crows is called a murder. What's a bunch of squirrels? 
Squirrels. Yummy. You call it yummy. Hey, guys. I have an idea. Yeah. Why don't we call some manufacturers and get this podcast rolling? She can't get out of this Let's call some squirrels. Let's call some squirrels. You ready? We're ready. All right. Here we go. All right, first let's call Keith Fishburn from Intec RV. Who this? How that? Is that better? Oh my gosh, it's so much better. Yes. AT and T, buddy. Oh, uh, man. I made that mistake. I, I don't know. It just sounds so much better. So right now we have on the line Keith Fishburn from our friends at Intec RV. Um, he's kind enough to actually call us since we weren't so good at calling him <laughs> that happens <laughs> people just think you're tech savvy right that's right i fumbled my way through life well we got to go in because we want to talk to keith you're always so helpful in letting us know what you're seeing on your side and we are talking about today the shortages that manufacturers are seeing what's happening at your plant right yeah, now what, the question of the day what can you not get what can you not get? Well, that is a question that changes daily right now, uh-huh. but it's, it's been interesting. I mean, the biggest, the biggest players in this or the biggest issues so far have pretty much been, uh, ACs, I think. And that's kind of been across the board for a lot of people. Um, and then the windows, windows have been a hard one to get. Mm-hmm. And most people aren't too excited to get a camper, you know, just with, uh, with saran wrap over the openings there. So no? we have to wait for those hmm. to come in. <laughs> and then uh, wow. axles have been a little bit of a shortage too. So what has it's, been? It's interesting. Axles. Axles. So axles been, from Dexter. Yep. Axles. Yes. So it's and that becomes and I think a lot of it is their supply chains. You know, all of a sudden they're they're waiting on brake parts or um, you know the AC guys are waiting on coils that come out of out of Mexico mm-hmm. plant or Mexico plants and so there's you know there's a lot of a lot of trickle down there where they're waiting on something so they can't get the part completed and over to us so it's been it's been a unique challenge and oftentimes you don't find out that something's going to be late um, until the day it doesn't show up and then all of a sudden yeah. you get the notice that oh yeah this didn't show up today and it's about another two weeks out so so uh, you, you feasibly uh, could have navigate you feasibly could have uh, any number of trailers that are mostly completed that you have to just have sit around, I guess, outside the shop. So how many are sitting on your yard that aren't completed right now? So like right now we're in pretty good shape, but we've hit times here for the past month where, you know, we may have 40 trailers done mm. sitting outside. And for us, that's a huge number. And it's, it gets to the point where we, we start looking and saying, okay, can we keep building? Cause we don't have enough room to keep putting these things outside. Um, and then, and then on the flip side, you get your parts in and you pretty much have to shut down your production line to run the units back through. Oh yeah. Uh, you don't, you know, one thing you could send guys out on the yard, trying to have them piece stuff in, but then you want to make sure that the quality stays high. So you kind of wanted to run back through that final finish and everything to get signed off and gone through one last time. So it's a, uh, it's a timely process when you have to put something out the door. That's not a completed unit. And then bring it back in and run it through again. 
Correct. Wow. Well, you know, mate, that explains why a lot of times you'll tell us, no, that should ship this week. And we call you and say, okay, it's Friday. Did it ship? And you say, no, it's going to be another two weeks. And, you know, we tell the customers that and they're like, but you said it was going to ship. You said it was ready. We're like, well, we thought it was and then it's not. And I get it. I mean, it, it. If I if this is my first trailer experience or dealing with RVs at all, I get not understanding how how it's all tied together and things like that. Yeah, but come on. Even if mm-hmm. it's not your first trailer experience, it's your first COVID experience. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, I don't know. Really? I, I'm on that It's a little yeah, new yeah. for everybody. It, it, it all, is really. Looks, you, know? you just never know. What kind of ACs yeah. do you have? Good ones. They blow cold air. Because I know yeah, we Coleman. Use, yeah, cold air one. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, we use Dometic for the most part. So what we've had to do in this time period is be a little more nimble um, and, you know, have multiple suppliers on the hook for different different items. Mm-hmm. And the way we as a manufacturer have tried to combat this, um, like ACs currently, we don't have a problem, even though some people still are, because we've gone out and we've placed huge orders and brought in, you know, when this started happening, we brought in a bunch of ACs and we brought in a bunch of windows and it hasn't always worked out perfectly, but there's been many times where now um, orders are coming in late for us, but now we have this backup supply that we're pulling from. And, you know, we've used. So you're uh, hoarding. ACs. We've been using Dometic and. <laughs> you're Correct. hoarding We're doing ACs. what they say not to do right now. <laughs> They're telling everybody, hey, don't order extra because we need to try and keep it, you know, evened out. But at the same time, we, uh, yeah, we're trying to be a little more proactive and hoard the items that we think could become problems. Uh, okay. So do you have a case of toilet paper in the back still? Oh, we've got lots of toilet paper. We went hard on that early. <laughs> so now we know. So now we're yep. making things yep. out of paper mache. We got the materials. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know, we just wanted to check in. Every manufacturer seems to be uh, struggling with some sort of shortages. But um, are you picking up on some commonalities, PJ? Yeah, well, yeah. And, you know, I hate to say this, Keith, but I st- I'm starting to feel better because uh i know that you do you get calls from customers saying are dealers lying to us yeah you know you do get a lot of customers that are are frustrated because the dealers just giving the information that we as the manufacturer give to the dealer you know we have um systems that allow allow the dealer to see when a unit's going to finish which is accurate you know it is when the unit's going to finish but it might not have all the parts and pieces yeah, but so I think dealers have gotten more educated, too, to know, to let a customer know that, um, you know, yes, this unit may finish on this day, but due to the current environment or the current situation with supply issue, it could be another week or two before we see it ship off their lot. And just everybody getting educated on mm-hmm. that and making sure the customer is informed has helped. Because I know personally as a customer, when I'm excited for a certain day to come, uh, if at the last minute or on that day I find out it's not happening, that's very frustrating. But yes. if I'm told a few weeks in advance that, that hey, this this could take a little longer than expected, sure I might be disappointed, but at least I'm you know my hopes aren't up as much for that one day that yeah. it, it was supposed to be there. So and and you know that sounds like a great idea, but uh, what we're seeing on our side is that right up until the last minute, 
you think you're going to have it finished because those ACs are scheduled to arrive on Friday so you can finish the next week. And then they don't show up and all of a sudden. So do you prep every customer Mm -hmm. with, yeah, it might be here, but it might not. And we don't know. know, It's a tough thing for everybody. Yeah. It is, and it's it's one of those things you you know everybody wants a wants a for sure answer, and it's tough when you're when you're navigating through a time when you cannot give definite one hundred percent answers. Yes. you know, and that's I think that's a situation that uh, manufacturers and dealers alike find themselves in right now. Yeah, I I bet if we go all the way back to the air conditioning manufacturer and ask them why are you late, you said it would be here on Friday, they would be in the very same right. position. Right. Well, we thought the widget mm-hmm. was going to be here last week. Sure. And it yep. wasn't, so we can't send you an air conditioner. Well, in our experience, something that's yeah. been uh, kind of interesting is there is a term that we have understood for, for forever, and it, that is offline. Offline used to mean 99% of the time that a it's camper done. is done and has all of its parts. But we have learned mm-hmm. lately that when a camper is offline. It means we pushed it out the door, but it's not done. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it's literally just what? not on the line. It's literally not online. Not complete. It doesn't mean completed. It just means not online. Totally weird. That is. That makes no sense until you say, oh, wait, this is COVID country. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, how about transporters? We, look, we look forward to the days when things go back to normal. Go back sure. to normal. Oh, that's right. So. And you can ship mm-hmm. units that aren't already sold. Um, how far Correct. out are you right now and sold units? On units, so it depends on the particu- uh, particular production line. But as you look at the sold line, you know, you're looking all the way out until uh to May and June right now, <laughs> as far as wow. backlog, um, you know, and you go into the flyers and you start looking out towards uh, February and March. So it's, it's, it's crazy, you know, the amount of demand and how high it is right now. Yeah. So maybe by next summer, uh, you will actually be back to normal lead times, you think? You know, that'll be an interesting thing too, because what's happened throughout this time period is you know, we have these huge lead times and a lot of that stuff is pre-sold. So, mm-hmm. you know, as you go over the next six months of even though less campers are being sold during the winter season, you start getting into the first of the year and, and activity starts picking up again. Well, you still have a lot of the stuff you're manufacturing from last fall, this current fall that we're in right now is past summer that was sold that a customer is waiting for. So it could take a little while for the supply you know, to actually catch back up to where it needs to be to where you start seeing stock units sitting on, on dealerships lots or where you can kind of count on it. You know, typically we would hope that somebody could go to any one of our dealers and for the most part, always see all the product. Mm -hmm. Um, and I still think, you know, that could still be a struggle even come next summer just due to how much is sold throughout this past uh, six months. Well, none of us are going to be very good at predicting things, so right. we can catch back nope. up with you next year and ask the same questions. <laughs> See how right. good we did, right? <laughs> now, this does bring up a question. Yeah. This is going to show show my just greenness in all of this. Um, so what does this mean? At some point in time, you're pre-sold way out into the spring, and pre-sales are still going to happen, so they very well could reach into summertime of next year. What does this do for 2021 model year changeover days does this push uh release dates on the next model year it won't not i mean i guess for us we'll continue to kind of change the product and approve and and do the items we would normally do on it um 
you know, even if, even if a customer's bought something at, at, at a point in time that it's a 2021 and then you're switching over to 2022, uh, we would still make that change. We wouldn't, we wouldn't hold back a release of something that we feel mm-hmm. like is, is a new product we're ready to push out, whether it's a brand new product line or a change to an existing product, we would still do that. It'll okay. just, it'll just be interesting. Hey, I know that mm-hmm. you bought this six months ago, but it's a little different now. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Right. We changed. but I, We changed a little bit. So We have not had that much trouble with that. We've had that across some of ours, and we haven't had that much trouble. But We had know, one particular manufacturer and one particular customer experience, I think. And I think it was just because the the graphics and the door were so different than what they were expecting. Oh, I yeah. You're trying to be cryptic, but you're talking about our pods, right? The R pod change. Those R pods. They just came in. We were like, "What is that? Did yeah. we order that? What is this? Yeah. yeah. So if yeah. you're gonna do that, give and, us a heads up. So I'm not calling you saying, "What did you just send me?" Right. <laughs> well, for sure, that's the key is for everybody to understand if it's going to be a major change. So at least the customer can be on board. You know, as they've as they've put a deposit down on something and know what they're getting, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, usually a change is either minor or, you know, it's it's an improvement. You know, sure. You, you're looking at and changing to improve. So hopefully it's always something that they would want. But um, mm, Colors you know, and graphics and glass issue. doors. If you have your heart set on something, it can be <laughs> objective, right? Whether whether a graphic's better than, uh-huh. than another. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. And everybody has their own opinion. But I will say kudos to you guys because uh, you have come out with the Discover. You have put out a new product mm-hmm. in the last... 30 days and you've got a few more tricks up your sleeve so thanks for moving forward a lot of uh, companies are not doing that we appreciate it and we're having fun with it indeed well thank you guys all right well keith thanks for your time as usual and um sorry that you're having trouble and we're sorry that it creates trouble down the line but this is the world we live in just trying to understand it and help people navigate absolutely well thank you guys appreciate you calling All right. Talk to you later. Next up, let's call Gary Conley from Lance Camper. This is Gary. Hey, Gary. It's PJ. Hey, PJ. How are you? I am fine. Uh, Not to surprise you. uh, This is Clint. I'm here as well. (laughs) Hi, Clint. How are you? I'm all right, sir. You doing all right? Oh, yeah. Surviving the storms. Oh, craziness. So the big question of the day is, uh, what is it hard for manufacturers to get a hold of in order to complete your products right now? Well, you know, it's um, it, it, all of this has just kind of come on like a hurricane. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's something that like when you plan out your production schedules, you know, typically you're you know, you're you're forecasting six months in advance. Um, as well as, you know, maybe six to 10 weeks out, you know, to your suppliers just to give them a handle. And I think they've been just so hit with uh, material shortages um, that it's caused a problem for us to get materials. And we're just feeling the effects uh, literally uh, today into yesterday. As of right now, like we don't have water heaters um, mm. and some of that and it you know, literally just came up in our manager's meeting this morning, like we're out of water heaters. It's like, oops. Um, yeah. Did they just, did and, they say they were going to arrive and they just never arrived? Um, well, 
again, yes. You know, in other words, we're we're anticipating a shipment that was supposed to have been here. I think it was uh, last Friday, and it it didn't show. And then it's like you know, you're, so you're looking for the truck. You know, was it an accident? Uh, you know, where's the driver? Is he lost? Who knows mm-hmm. what? You start backtracking, and then come to find out they didn't ship on time. And then when the truck does get here, you're kind of like, well, open up the rear gate and how many did we get? And you might be expecting 100 water heaters and you see three. Oh, no. Really? Yes. So it's um, it's pretty bad. I mean, our, our vendors, our suppliers are fighting labor issues, they're fighting part shortages, um, import stuff coming from China that, you know, they're not getting as regularly. Um, and it's just a, it's just a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the top three things that you worry about at this very moment trying to get product out the door? Obviously, uh, water what, heaters. <laughs> yeah, and and the next one on the on the horizon is uh, now we're hearing it's stoves and ovens. Mm. Uh, we're hearing in the industry that there's air conditioner shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the stuff is is product that's being produced by Dometic. Mm-hmm. Um, they they had purchased um, Atwood. Mm-hmm. So it seems that, um, you know, furnaces, water heaters, uh, stoves are things that that are in short supply right now. Um, mm-hmm. The bad part is, is that you can't complete a unit and ship it without a stove because you have a hazard because of propane. And right. so, I mean, if you're missing a cabinet or a latch or something like that, that's pretty easily installed. But you can't do all your systems checks properly without those main appliances. Right. Right. So it's it's gonna it's gonna create, you know, we already have, you know, a shortage of, of product available for sale in the field. Now with the part shortages that are starting to rear an ugly head, um, it's just gonna make it that much more difficult for people to buy RVs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff that you're producing right now, would they fall in the category of pre-sold units? Um, a good percentage of what we have is pre-sold. Um, probably somewhere in the 30% range is uh-huh. pre-sold. Although we have units that are on order that they might not have been updated with a sold customer name on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But a good percentage of it is is pre-sold. And a lot of those units are suffering from the same waiting on a gadget, a gizmo, or, or widget or something kind of scenario? Um, right now, we're just, our big thing is just water heaters. So okay. we don't have, we don't have the the overwhelming shortage of, of parts, um, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, it's something that we're just trying to monitor as best we can. You know, we, we try to stock up enough parts. So, you know, we know before a unit goes online, what potentially a problem is going to be. So that way we can either work around it or reschedule the production line. So we're not building, um, just to use the term carcasses uh-huh. right. Uh, right. That, that, that basically end up inside of the, you know, the yard waiting for parts. Right. What do you think the world is going to look like six months from now, Gary? Of our, the world of RV manufacturing. Well, if the retail continues even at a normal pace, um, unfortunately, I don't think that there's going to be a lot of availability of inventory um, on the dealer's lots because, you know, you have to play catch up. Uh, to right. fill that that pipeline so you know probably the best thing for a consumer to do in, in my book is if you're looking for something get your name on a unit get in line and take delivery as soon as it's available um, because 
filling up units and walking on a lot, just buying a unit. Um, I don't really see that happening in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all good advice and um, better to hear it from you than from a salesman on my lot. But that's what we have to tell people all the time. I mean, we're doing everything we can do, but, you know, here's the next available. It's crazy, isn't it? There's nobody left unaffected. Yeah. Up and down the chain. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's and again, coming from, a, you know, sometimes, you know, the old, well, it's a salesman just telling me that. Um, unfortunately, it's it's true. I, I wish that we could supply units, you know, as many as you want to buy. But it just isn't the case. We're not on an allocation basis basis yet. Um, but if things continue the way they are with the demand, I mean, it potentially could come to that. Do you see any silver linings right now? Are you becoming more nimble and or creative in some areas around Lance? Um, well, we, we 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 did take the uh, the downturn mm-hmm. and uh, we reconstructed um, our production lines, mm-hmm. um, so it allows us to. We used to have two trailer lines, two production lines, and we streamlined it into one um, production line. Um, so. We took the downtime to kind of reinvest as we always do in the company. And uh, so with, with that said, it's allowed us to, um, you know, take more time to build chassis and, and things like that to, uh, to streamline the units as well as do more quality checks and more stations on the production line uh, to try and up our quality overall. All right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us because uh, this is all the questions that we get. Why is our trailer not here? Or, you know, why is everything taking so long? And uh, so it's good to hear from you what's happening. Glad you guys are plugging along. And uh, we are looking forward to having more Lances here at Princess Craft. Totally. We'll do yeah. everything We'll do everything <laughs> we can, PJ, to get you as many as is. as as you would like unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately can't i can't them hoard all. them right now can i <laughs> darn it darn yeah, it okay. well thanks so much well it's, well it's always great it's always great talking to you and um hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk soon sounds great gary thank, thank you. you very all much right. take care bye-bye now bye-bye, bye-bye. Well, seems like a good time to call Randall Posey from Host Campers. What's new and exciting? Well, uh, not a lot. We are slam busy too. Yeah, I think everybody is. You know, and nobody's got any. Not you know. I would like I was talking with Speedway the other day. There are deer in Seattle. He normally has about two hundred fifty units up there. He had six units left on his lot. That was it. And I was talking with uh, you know Alan over there at Tom's Camperland. You know, he says he normally has close to a couple hundred he said they were down to 52 units and 43 of them were sold you know so i mean that's exactly where we're at we usually have anywhere between 10 and 20 units that you could actually buy uh yeah it's crazy it's crazy well before we go any further i have to tell you i have clint on the phone with us hey randall okay okay and uh, Better than that, we're recording you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Disclaimer, we're recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. The, the reason we're recording is because we're calling a few people, trying to talk to them about what's happening in the business and the shortages and the manufacturing challenges that you're facing right now. And 
we thought of you because you're always so cheerful to talk to and you know about that side of the business from uh what you've always done in the past before yeah. you got into this. Frankly, you know things. Yes. And you might even yeah. tell us. <laughs> Do you have a few yeah. minutes to visit with us? Sure. That would be great. Cool. Cool. Well, um, yeah, that's what we're hearing from everybody. And we certainly are in that position where there just is not enough product for customers to even look at right now. Yeah. There, there isn't a host camper sitting on a lot west of the Mississippi right now. And there's, and there's only three right now, I think, or well, four sitting in on the Eastern side of the country. And, and every camper that we have on our schedule between now and the end of December is sold. Isn't that you crazy? Know, it's, yeah. It's, it's so insane. crazy. Yeah. And, and some of the dealers are actually selling out into their March allocations. You know, that's how busy that we are. It's, it's yeah. just, it's nuts. Yeah. But on the, on the manufacturing side of things where we're seeing problems is get as our suppliers are having problems. You know, they, right. they're not, they're not able to get their component parts to finish the refrigerators or to finish, you know, they can't get their extrusions that they make cargo doors out of, or, you know, they're just component parts, you know, for their particular product. And, I, and, you know, a lot of it comes out of China, which is part of the problem. But a lot of it's just even in our own labor force. It's just not, there's just not happening. Like we would like to push up our production and we can't find employees. We've been running ads and we just can't get them. You know, we're, we're just stuck. Wow. You know, we, get may, we get maybe an application every three, four weeks. And that's about it. Well, you know, even so, if you got an application, right? Do do you have enough parts to build more? Well, yeah, you know, we're 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 relative, you know, we we have our struggle like right now for example, we can't get fire extinguishers. Something as simple as fire extinguishers, we can't get them. Wow. You know, and our supplier says he's got over 750 of them on back order. And that is you know, so, that one I wouldn't have expected. That's kind of out of fire field. extinguishers. Yeah. <laughs> fire extinguishers. We haven't yeah. heard that. We've talked to some people we haven't heard that yet. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's just all these little component parts, you know, we're, we're relative, you know, we're, we're small, you know, when it comes to, you know, volume of what we buy. Right. So, you know, we seem to be able to get by, I mean, we find it, you know, somewhere, somehow we find it. We're not like buying truckloads of this and truckloads of that. We're buying pallet loads. So and is so Home we, Depot now your best friend? <laughs> <laughs> they always have been. We do, we do get a fair amount of things from Home Depot, but, but, you know, but, you know, you know, they seem to be able to, you know, when we get in a bind, it's not that we need a hundred air conditioners. When we get in a bind, it's because we need 10, you know, so it's a little easier for us to, you know, they seem, and we ordering out far enough that they seem to be able to take care of us. We've been using the same suppliers for so long. They, they kind of know what we need somewhat take care of us, but we mm -hmm. still do, you know, we still struggle with shortages. We found a lot of our product has gone from being, you get it in three weeks to now we're not going to get it to six weeks, maybe. Okay, and maybe mm -hmm. the the order may or may not be complete, you know, when you do get it, and that that's the biggest struggle, yeah. you know, is 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 managing our parts. I mean, we we have been recently been struggling with not being able to ship units that should be completed because they're sitting outside waiting on a few parts to finish them up, mm -hmm. you know. So we we but you know, but it's it's you know it's which is a problem, but it's. You know, we've been able to work around it so far. So, so you mentioned fire extinguisher. What what else is keeping things from leaving your facility and heading out to new owners? Oh, um, the air conditioners, mm -hmm. uh, refrigerators, 
uh, you know, uh, well, like ca- uh, cargo doors for our cat, you know, the, like the back cargo doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and they're, 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 our supplier can't get the aluminum extrusions he needs so he can make them, you know, you know, that right. sort of thing. That's re- those are really been our big things that you can't find something else to substitute it with. Right. You know, a lot of things, you know, you, this wire not available. Okay. We'll use that wire. This plumbing fixture is not available. Okay. We'll use this one, but some of these things we just can't, you know, replace parts supply is our biggest challenge right now. It definitely is. That is our, that and not having enough people, you know, we'd like to, you know, go from, you know, to go to one a day and we can't get there because we can't get the employees. That's our biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's another resource that we hadn't even really considered. We were, yeah. we're our questioning has been kind of stuck to what are you having trouble getting parts wise, but if you yeah. can't don't get, have the hands in the build center, then that's difficult. Yeah. It, that makes it just as difficult. Yes. You know, the supply will ease up eventually. And I think this, this, you know, this, bubble i think we've got going on in the market right now where it's just you know sales for everybody is just crazy i think right. that's got it, it's got to slow down i can't imagine keep going like this so what is your yeah. prediction for where we'll be six months from now uh i think by next spring i think it'll be back to a little bit more normal course of business for most people i think i think there's a lot of spontaneous buying Mm-hmm. going on right now because of the, the COVID and everybody thinks, so oh, I'm not going to go to a hotel. I'm going to go camping, but I think that's going to, should wear down here with, you know, in about a year, less than maybe a little less than a year. I'm glad to hear that you guys are just rocking along and it sounds like you've had some shortages, but you know, honestly, not nearly what some of the larger companies have faced. So glad to hear you guys are moving right along there. I am looking forward to having more campers on my lot from host yeah we, and i'd like to get some there I, we have some scheduled for you but it's still not for a couple months out before i can get them there well so. let's just skip right over that because i've got <laughs> okay. a few more words after we're done here no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i'm okay. so glad you guys are busy and doing well yeah okay so, well thanks for talking to us randall and stay safe and keep building those great campers Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Have Alrighty. a great yeah. afternoon. Thank you, you Randall. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I think we can get a hold of Nathan or Wally Wagler from uh, the New Camp Group up there in Ohio. Hello, this is Nathan. Hello, Nathan. It's PJ. I have some questions about some new camp products. <laughs> Are you in the bathroom? Oh, <laughs> I am out in R&D building cabinets for a 620 prototype to show somebody next week. PJ, what's the question of the day? The question of the day is, what the heck is going on over there? What struggles are you guys facing trying to get product out? We are struggling to get product out but more importantly we're struggling to get product in ah, oh. ah there, there's the angle what, what what is not arriving we are struggling well with the majority of parts supply chains are just overwhelmed mm-hmm. um so we struggle with um small components but those aren't as big of an issue those can as you guys know sometimes be an issue whether it's a stove lid whether it's uh cabinet handle those types of things pop up here and there just due to logistical issues but 
we're just seeing all kinds of parts. Currently, we're um, we're 157 toilets behind um, expected ships. Currently, Ooh, y'all are going to have to Whoa. hold it. 157 toilets. So, on one line that we build on our Tab 320 line, where we build. 28 to 30 a week. So, I mean, you're talking about five weeks behind orders that we placed in the middle of July haven't arrived yet. Um, and just people are struggling to locate it, whether it's communication between European counterparts or, um, other overseas locations, they don't always know where containers are and where things are. Um, So wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me that you put orders out there and they say, yeah, we shipped it, but no one can locate where that container is. They're shipping on uh, them on cruise ship these days, so they're on a like yeah. a long <laughs> extended cruise. Oh, that's they're terrible. shipping them on they're shipping them on anybody's raft that'll bring them at this point. Hmm. Um, one of the wow. things we ran into early in the you know early coming back from the shutdown was uh, prioritization of. Um, whether it was masks or um, different safety supplies for medical workers that were being shipped and were giving priority. So even when we wanted to air freight something, we couldn't get space on an airplane because they were prioritizing medical supplies, mm-hmm. Makes um, sense. which was fine. Again, like I said, it, you know, it's not about we're all in business, but if there's bigger issues out there, then we don't want to get too upset with those people. Um, that, you know, life and death is more important than camping, but we try to do our best and we just somehow manage through it. At times it, uh, doesn't, doesn't look real sunny outside some mornings (laughs) when you, uh, look at the list on the back order board and what's there and what's, what's behind, but we're starting to see some of our vendors come out of the woods. Um, they're starting to, you know, I got an email this morning. We're within two to three days of our requested ship date on all of our roof frames and, and different parts coming in from our aluminum fabricator. And so that came off the back order board. That was 15 different parts that we were monitoring. Where our purchasing team's still monitoring, but it's not hanging over the head of the guys on the line and the foreman. And so they're able to see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit. But We'll see some of the other parts. It seems like a new one pops up here and there. So well, that's the way of the world these days, isn't it? It is. I'm thrilled that uh, you're there watching the back order board. And uh, eventually we will see 320s with toilets in them. <laughs> right? Right. Eventually. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? We will see them eventually. We just don't the know when. when. Is the question. Well, so. you know what? We will tell our customers we don't know. And when we do that, it's absolutely the truth. We don't know, but as soon as we can get them, we'll get them. So, but, well. Yep, that's not always a fun answer to give, but we, we would rather under-promise and over-deliver every time. Yeah. Well, right now, you don't even know what you're promising half the time. We, yeah. we don't even know what to, what's under-promising or over-promising. So. But uh, we do appreciate your time. I know you've got your hands full. You have actually taken on some extra projects there. So um, thanks for stopping your work and chatting with us about what's going on there. It's really uh, 
appreciated. That is not a problem. We appreciate you guys as a partner and what you guys do for RVing as a whole. Well, we're always out there talking about something, right? Yeah. Hey, we, yeah. PJ, we should head up there and uh, see him in person here soon. How about next week? Next week's great. I'll I'll block out a whole day for you. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Nathan, thank you so much. Hey, and I have to ask, when it came up on my phone, it says Wally. Do they really call you Wally or is that just Andy? They really call me Wally. Everybody calls you Wally? It's It varies. Okay. It really okay. just varies. The people that you I, like the most, what do they call you? Because that's what we want to use. My three-year-old... I am not calling you daddy. (laughs) 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 I hope you're still recording. Um, (laughs) Always. um, No, I. Wally's been a nickname since I was in seventh grade, and it has. I grew up in Canada. It followed me to Bible college. It followed me to Arizona, where I met my wife. And it's it's extremely humorous to listen. I introduce myself. I say, "Hi, my name's Nathan." And if somebody's with me that knows me well, they say, yeah, you can just call him Wally. All right. But, well, Wally, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. All right. And we not will, a problem. And we will see you soon, right? Next see week? See you next week. All right. Yep. Awesome. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Right, you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We have time for one last call. What do you say we call Divya Brown from Texa? down in Houston. Hello? Hey, Divya, it's PJ. <laughs> hey, PJ. Sorry, I missed your call yesterday, and then you texted me, and I assumed it was about that, and then now it's about a podcast, so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I got a whole thing. I got things on my list, but for now... We can just chat about this to be sure you're included if you want to be. And full disclaimer, Clint is also on the on the line. Hey, Clint. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? Good. Last time I saw you was at Elkhart, which was, I think... A like year ago. A year ago, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And oh. we, were, we were recording a podcast in Amantis. Yeah. It was actually really cool. One of the better yeah. podcast re- recording locations out there. Yes, that was fun. <laughs> it was. Well, today we're talking about something not nearly as fun, but thought we would get the taxa take on it. Yeah. So, and, and this is coming up because we're having to respond to so many questions from customers for every single product line we carry. Um, and so, I, I guess the question is, what are the manufacturers having trouble getting so that they can, therefore, turn around and make the product and get it out to dealerships? Um, what are we not having trouble getting? Ah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really this interesting, it's like, you know, I think that there's, I mean, it's an awful thing we're going through with COVID, but there's a beauty in the moment that, you know, everybody is kind of experiencing this thing together and we all kind of have to, to be able to kind of see the other side for the first time where we, you know, usually are not, you're either experiencing or you're not experiencing it but not everybody is is experiencing this and it's just like that in companies and supply chains it's like when we run out of something here that we've never run out of before um and that we've never had issues with a supplier before vendor we know that there are a dozen or you know two dozen other companies that are sitting there in the exact same predicament you know and it's like this little widget 
that nobody thought about that they've had thousands of all over the United States all the time that they've now run out of nationally and have no idea when they're going to get the next one. And it's on a boat in the middle of the ocean and nobody knows where the boat is because the logistics (laughs) are so, uh, the communication is so poor because people are just moving as fast as they can. And, you know, as a manufacturer, you know, creating something and producing something and shipping it out, we're very much empathetic to that. And at the same time, we were like also yelling at them that we need it, you know, yesterday. Right. So yeah, um, we have heard about these mysterious boats out on the ocean and nobody knows where the stuff is. Yeah, we've all gotten yeah. so used to, to next day or same day delivery. You can't just Amazon Prime some of these parts. Yeah, no, no, you can't no. Amazon. We, I mean, we've had to, we've had to go to retail for many of the parts because, basically, buying up other distribution channels because we couldn't get it from the manufacturers because they've, you know, they've sent it into their distribution channels, and they have no way of getting it out, even though we have open POs that confirmed with them. Right. Um, just things that have never happened before, and a lot of it is also labor based. You know, so people in certain parts of the country are experiencing um, huge attrition rates because of uh, COVID and bringing on new people and not having them properly trained or not having computer systems that can keep up with everyone working remotely and not having double check systems that can keep up with where inventory is, if it's in this warehouse or that warehouse and who knows where it is until, um, until the last minute, I mean, we've gone from, you know, a very small supply chain team to, you know, tripling in size because the demand and the toll it's taking on them to keep up. In Amantis, there are 400 items and parts that go into it. And so imagine on a normal basis, that's cha- challenging to get um, when there are entire global supply chains disrupted it's it's enormously challenging mm-hmm. um and impossible sometimes but you know we're making it and that's why when we ship out items you know that from major brands you know i mean we've shipped you guys mantis recently i mean it's like arb doesn't have awnings Thule doesn't have load bars um you know it's these are huge companies that don't have product that they've always had in stock Mm-hmm. So um, the the pain is felt across the chain. What what are some of the biggest products you're having trouble with? Air conditioning units. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's coming up a few times. Yeah, that's common. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's a it's a problem. Uh, I don't well, know. They don't. I mean, it's it's incredibly taxing because, like I mentioned, awnings and load bars are kind of accessory items and people consider an AC kind of an accessory, except we design electrical and wiring and, uh, you know, uh, outflow based on the AC. And so for it to change is like our whole design team spends the next like week, like scrambling to try to change the cut of the panels because it's a half inch bigger, half inch smaller. And, the BTUs aren't right or the, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just like such a headache. And all we're trying to do is get things that have normally been very available and they're not. Mm-hmm. What's some more surprising things that that's coming up kind of shy? Um, 
some of the more surprising things. I think it's been with our larger vendors. Um, one of the big ones we had, which we've never had an issue with, is that uh, for the toilets, mm-hmm. um, they were out of stock across the entire nation. And then they were also um, unable to identify where the boat was that had them. Um, and they said that they were missing them for a period of like eight weeks. So missing a boat full of toilets for eight <laughs> yes. weeks. Wow. They went through so, that triangle I mean, thing. this is 2020. <laughs> I mean, really. How do you lose a shipment on a boat for eight weeks? It does sound kind of like a funny story really? starting out. Here, you know, there's yeah, a boat I mean, in the ocean full yeah, of toilets. That's, that's that's what we're talking about. I mean, it's. I mean, that's like almost not believable, Divya. Right, and we're all scratching our heads of like, how in the world? And you know, I'm, you know, my director's supply chain is like, you know, running around trying to find every toilet in the United States, and then we're like yelling at them, like, please, like this will shut down our entire production line. We need them. And then all of a sudden, the boat appeared, and there were toilets. <laughs> out of the mist. Like, toilets we appeared. Like, yeah, and we're like, hallelujah. Uh, but it's like the weirdest thing. It's like, how do you misplace a giant boat? Like, where? <laughs> what is going on where no one knows where a giant boat is? But that's where we are. <laughs> that is so crazy. That is so crazy. So do you have units on your yard right now that are not finished because you don't have the parts? Um, we do have, we don't have that many. Our, our supply chain has been uh, really ramping it up and on top of it. It's more like we have units on the line that don't have parts right now because um, ACs are a big pain point at this mm-hmm. at this moment. Mm-hmm. You got the um, toilets, but you don't got the ACs. No, you know, it was actually the pain point has been the ACs, the toilets, and then the shower pans. So the shower pans went out of stock across the United States. Um just like little things where you just could always get them and now every single one is gone wow. and they're huge design features right it's like you think oh there's a million shower pans that'll work and it's no it's not the case like we design our things in small spaces so you can't just buy probably the most readily available you can't just cut it down i mean when there's something that's an alternative, we'll always consider it as long as it's within our quality and design standards. But most of the time it isn't, you know, so the the design team we have is doing really strong pivots to try to support, you know, any changes that are occurring due to supply chain. But it's an enormous task for you sure. Know, I would let you deliver me a mantis with a clawfoot tub in it. <laughs> Surely that'll work. I know. I was like, I know. I mean, of course, like the business person in me is like, how many, how many of them can we do just deliver without the toilets? And everyone was just like, uh, uh don't go there. <laughs> I think we'd Honey. be remiss to, to mention that you are right in a very wet situation right now. You have a hurricane sitting on top of you. Yes, we do. We have a, a tropical storm. Okay. Yeah. Those are other challenges we face where, for sure, we have to, we can't produce at the same rate when you know people have trouble getting into um, the factory because of flooding or something of that nature. Yeah. So we definitely have some compounding issues, but um, supply chain makes you not sleep at night for sure when you're thinking you might not have toilets for the next sixty units or something yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, I know right now so many manufacturers are dealing with just sold units. 
Um, dealers have sold so many of the units that they're getting. Um, how far out are your orders from the men, from the dealers right now? Um, right now we have um, eight months of backlog. Eight months? Yeah. Eight so months. We are, yeah. So we're at eight months. Um, and that's within the new facility. We're moving to a new facility in December, January. We're going to ramp production to two times. Mm-hmm. So we'll be, um, we would have been at like almost a year with the backlog, but we'll be at double production next year. So, wow. um, so yeah, we have a lot of backlog. It's it's really exciting for us, but it's also, as you can imagine, challenging with with ramping that. Right in the middle of all this, you're going to move. Wow. Yeah, right in the middle. <laughs> well, of well, you have nothing yeah, else but, to do there, Divya. Yeah, nothing else to do. Uh, I mean, we're all very excited to Good. move because we've Good. outgrown the space. So it's really something that will enhance the product and make everyone mm-hmm. better. But, you know, it's all the baby steps to get there. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully it will give you a little more space to go faster and meet the demand that you're facing. So, right, um, right. The last question I have for you is what do you think it's going to look like a year from now? Hopefully the same. I mean, I hope that people have really embraced uh, the desire and the um the kind of magic of traveling domestically and kind of traveling with their family on these road trips. I think there's something really special that has reemerged with all of this, which is more kind of uh, quality time in a quieter space, which I, I really am hopeful um, lasts throughout this pandemic kind of craze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just hope that their toilet shipment can find their new address. Yeah. <laughs> what I do think is like next year there will be, I mean, what we know, it's been really kind of a great experience because before we said we were ha- we were American made and we really were kind of estimating and guesstimating where things came from because a lot of times vendors were really close to the chest with that information because, right. you know, um, but because of all of this, I mean, we can really strongly say we're like very much not over 90% of the product is made in the U.S., um, mm-hmm. and then even small components, uh, those are the bigger ones that are sourced abroad, but I mean, we're very largely made here. So, um, I think it's great for manufacturing. I think, you know, people will continue to buy and need these supplies at the, at the rate that they are. I don't think this is some craze that's going away. I really do think it's, um, going to have a strong, um, 2022 before it slows down. Cool. Oh, that yeah. would be interesting. It's a nice outlook. Yeah, yeah. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Yes. We're ready for it. Yeah. Sounds like you guys are doing good. You have a great perspective and meeting the challenge as best you can. Exactly, exactly. So, well, we appreciate it. Um, and we appreciate you talking to us, too, about it, yeah. because I know you've got a million things on your plate to do right now. <laughs> no problem. I appreciate you guys reaching out. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, talk to you later. Thank you. Bye, Bye. Divya. Okay, I gotta admit, just randomly calling reps from various manufacturers is a little bit fun. And asking them the hard (laughs) questions. (laughs) Just be like, hi, what are you short? Yeah, hitting record and then telling them, by the way, we're recording. Hey, you're going to be on a podcast and we're recording this. But did you, were you surprised at what they said? 
Yeah. Some of the things that they're having trouble getting a hold of is way out of left field. Okay, totally blown away by a shipload of lost toilets. Yeah, I was thinking, are they shipping them to the Bermuda Triangle? I don't, I don't know. It's just I weird. Yeah, who would believe that? If we told our customer that, do you think they believe it? <laughs> hey, your trailer is yeah. waiting on toilets, but we don't really know where they are. And they're not just your trailer, but 130 between, something other trailers. They're all just waiting on toilets. They're somewhere between Europe and here. Yeah, and this is the worst year for them to be out there in the middle of the water because we're at like tropical storm beta at this point yeah i was about to say i'm really worried about the captain of that ship he's going down yeah i'm telling you he's probably having a crappy ride (laughs) (laughs) i was trying so hard to think of a good pun but clint beat me well done sir all right moving on well, we certainly. Uh, I mean, I mean you're, there you clear, are. Cleared nope. up some of the difficulty things <laughs> and uh, made some entertainment at the same time. Sure. Right here in this room. Sure. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you're sitting there and you're one of the many manufacturers out there and they're missing windows or they're missing air conditioners and all that. Or they don't find out until that day they're supposed to arrive. They aren't getting updates either. Logistics is failing. So they. Come to work that day, and they and they get word, we don't have the glass top to, to the stoves. Uh, well, it's true. The customers are getting frustrated with the dealerships, so then the dealerships get frustrated with the manufacturers, and then the manufacturers get frustrated with the parts yeah. people, and it's all just like... It's cyclical, well, and everyone eventually feels like a middleman. Right, because there's nothing anybody can do, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. Hey, this was fun. It was. And, you know, I learned a lot. I talk to these guys every day, but I guess I just don't ask them the hard questions. Maybe we should get into hard hitting journalism. No, let's don't do that. No, let's not. Oh, do you guys would never make it. Let's stick with. Well, there's a vote of confidence. Yes. Challenge accepted. Uh, no, no, if I, it was, I don't want to. If it was Saturday Night Live, maybe. Let's not go for the hard journalism yet. Mm-hmm. So this is the sort of thing that we can ask our listeners to, to help us come up with questions to take up to manufacturers yeah because you know what i bet we'll do this again in maybe late in the year maybe <laughs> early next year yeah but maybe there's really good pressing questions that we haven't thought of and they can just uh send us a message through the facebook group or something like that absolutely that'd be awesome that would be awesome all right well i'm about i'm about done with this well yes i'm about done with maybe i am so done with this <laughs> maybe we should take this into editing and maybe i'll find something humorous to put at the into the music rollout like what yes. you call a scurry group of along scurry oh, along clint that might be useful information to put all right the thank you everybody for your patience <laughs> <laughs> we will see you again next week we will talk to you again next week i don't think we'll see you do we talk to them or do we like talk at them we definitely talk at them yeah we talk to each other and they get to listen well let's do that next week congratulations (laughs) (laughs) bye now bye we love you (laughs) don't make it weird (laughs) this is the worst ending we've ever done to a podcast guys wrap it up
scurry. A group of squirrels are called a scurry or dray. They are very territorial and will fight to the death to defend their area. Mother squirrels are the most vicious when defending their babies. Some squirrels are crepuscular. Crepuscular. What, what does that mean? Crepuscular. I think they, that means they like to eat crepes in I, the morning. I, I don't I'm, think it I'm does. very crepuscular. Oh, crepes are good. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, I'm so glad because that was bothering me. The, the whole time we were making these well, phone calls to different you manufacturers. You are kidding reps. me. You are not going to look up crepuscular? Yeah, you have to look up crepuscular. I, you, we cannot continue without knowing what that means. Oh, uh, buddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but what mm-hmm. if there's a word in that definition that we don't know? <laughs> Then you look it up again. That's what we teach our kids. No, we teach our kids to use context clues. Well, we kids just Google it. They just use their phone. A resembling or relating to twilight? What? Oh, oh. appearing or active in mm. twilight. They like... Okay. Dawn and dusk. Cool. I'm definitely crepuscular. Uh, I think... That's when we like taking photos when we're camping, right? A dray, a dray, 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 dray. (laughs) Where are you you seeing this, Eminem? That's (laughs) what. Mom's spaghetti. (laughs) Mom's spaghetti. A scurry. Uh, you should count up all the times that we've said mom's spaghetti in a podcast and just like string them all together. I think it'd be like way more than we think. Yeah. <laughs> way more than we should have. Uh, because it's called a group of squirrels are called a scurry or dray. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like dray? Here comes the dray. <laughs> <laughs> in the twilight. <laughs> the acorns are falling. Here comes a whole dray. Here all the dray. <laughs> The drays is coming. Wow. I've stumbled upon a hole full of nuts. Do you think this is a dray stash? <laughs> the nuts are warm. The dray's been here. <laughs> scurry away. Scurry away, dray. Just scurry, dray. So, so, yeah, maybe it's like this group is called a scurry, but like. If you, oh, if, it's like the Bloods and the Crips of the, the I was I was going to think Jets and, and Sharks. Sharks, but Sharks. Okay. So they, they snap. Yeah, like just a bunch of squirrels being like... And they fluff their tails and go, I feel pretty, oh so pretty. And then they just like fight over like nuts. Hide your nuts, hide your nuts. You're in love with the Dre? You are a scurry. <laughs> <laughs> why why is this happening okay oh i am scared to death about what's going to be in this podcast it's fine all this is getting cut out yeah right put at the end end. you found it (laughs) (laughs) you held on this long yeah have we got something for you congratulations and i'm so sorry (laughs) here's a little nugget of joy well, now that Ooh, we piece know, of candy. <laughs> we just cannot. cannot okay. Well, what are you trying to talk about? So I'm serious. Like, there's a squirrel on the screen. <laughs> like, He's just doing a dance. <laughs> like you can literally in this moment say, <laughs> "Squirrel, squirrel." Yeah. Clint, make it go away. 